any, anybody here a cat person? You like cats? Okay. Look at the people that have their hands up and say, strange. Just say, strange. No, 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 no. Cats are good. Cats are good. We got one family in the church that has uh, Jake. They named their cat Jake from State Farm. That's his name. And uh, he's quite a character. But uh, this, this, this husband, this cat was possessive. I mean, it was really uh, protective of the, his wife and didn't want him to get close to his wife. So he didn't like the cat. So he said, I got to get rid of this cat. So he came up with this, this idea. One day, his wife was away. He gets the cat, scoops him up, takes him out in the car for 20 blocks away, puts him in a park there, and leaves him in the park. Bad thing to do, but it's what he did. When he gets back home, there's the cat walking up the driveway. He said, how in the world did he do that? He said, I'll fix this. The next, next evening, he took the cat, and he went 40 blocks away, put him in another park, and when he gets home, there's the cat sitting at the, on the porch, top step. He said, how did he do that? I'll fix him. So the next evening, he takes the cat, scoops him up. He said, I'll tell you what, I'll go a couple of miles this way. I'll turn right. I'll go another uh, half a mile. I'll turn left. I'll cross over the bridge. I'll cross over the railroad tracks. I'll turn right, and I'll let the cat out there. He won't get home. And about two hours later, he calls uh, home, and his wife answers the phone. And he says, Jen, is the cat there? And uh, she said, uh, yeah, the cat's here. He said, please put him on the phone. I'm lost, and I need directions. <laughs> that has no spiritual significance at all. But it does put a smile on our face as we come on this third candle in the third week of the Advent as we're getting closer and closer to Christmas. We have one more Sunday before Christmas. We are celebrating, as Christians, we celebrate all year long. Hallelujah. We don't wait till Christmas time. But how exciting it is that there are more people in the world right now during this time of the year uh, singing songs about our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ and any other time of the year all across the world and I just love that I'm like devil pow I love it you go out in the mall and you hear them singing about Jesus and you go out in the marketplace and you hear them singing about Jesus praise God I just can't help but just say my God deserves all the glory he deserves all the honor he deserves all the praise and the cool thing this isn't an American tradition this is going on all around the world Reminds me when you get in the book of Revelation and we see around the throne of God that there was every tribe and every tongue of every nation that was gathered around praising God. That innumerable, they could not count them, number beyond number of those lifting up the praises unto God. I say what Jesus said, I pray that thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I'm saying if every nation can gather around and every tongue and every tribe can worship him in heaven, why not us do it here on earth? as well hallelujah and this time of the year it really uh, opens the way for it more than ever I just love I love Christmas I love this time of the year and what we're going to look at today is a, a, a text of scripture and before we do I want to give you a little philosophy of of my of the ministry God's called me to uh, I, I'm a failure at 17 would have died went straight to hell 
uh, I, I didn't, I, I wouldn't sur surrender to the Lord and I was just trying to make it my own way, came to the end of myself, the devil said kill yourself and I attempted to do so, saw the right hand of God deliver me and then I came to hear Isaiah 41 and 10 two Sundays later about the right hand of God that will reach into your circumstance and reach into your life and that will, will, will bring forth deliverance to be saved by the mighty hand of God, the right hand of God, that was a right hand that I saw save my life so I just gave it all, nobody can talk me out of this Christianity. Nobody can talk me out of God is real. Nobody can talk me out of God is not involved in our life. Nobody can talk me out of that. You can come up with all the stories and all the philosophy and all the ideas and all your empirical research you want to do, but you're not going to convince this old boy because I've seen the right hand of God. I know he is real. And man, since then, as I surrendered my life to him, my life has never been the same. It only gets better and better and sweeter and sweeter, more glorious. Hallelujah! He's a good God. Amen. And when he called me to preach, I knew that he was calling me to preach and to be a, 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 a conduit of his message. And here's what he showed me that he'd given me is my assignment. My assignment is to come alongside uh, everyone that will hear uh, and, and, and be a coach and an encourager and a preacher of the word of God so that this is the end of it, so that your faith will rise up and you will take hold of everything that God has for you. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I want to be a part of that process of your faith coming so that your faith, it's, without faith, it's impossible to please God. We know that's what the scripture says. So for you to operate in the pleasure of God and fulfill the blessing of God in the pleasure of God in your life and his will for your life, you've got to operate by faith. So part of my calling is to come alongside preaching the word of God and helping teach it and bring forth uh, illumination to the revelation of God so that your faith wakes up. Your faith is, I'm here to help you work your faith out and get some more muscle in your faith so that you can, and this is a theological word, but it's so appropriate, appropriate, you can appropriate what Jesus has provided for us in the atonement. 2,000 years ago, he came and he, we don't need to re-crucify him. We don't need to re-beat him on the post with the cat of nine tails. We don't need to, to do put another crown of thorns on him. That was done 2,000 years ago. And everything he accomplished for us 2,000 years ago, it is finished. It is ours. It is in the atonement. But the only way for us to uh, take hold of it in our lives and make it real today is called appropriate it by faith. It is appropriated by faith. So I'm a part. I'm so excited. I'm a part of coming in and throwing a little fuel on the fire and, 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 and fanning into flame your faith. Your faith. Hallelujah. So that your faith will say, yes, that's for me. Yes, that's what God's word said. Yes, I, I, I appropriate that. I receive that. I believe it. I receive it. And now I'm going to walk in it. I want to see you live in the miraculous zone. I want to see you live in the miracle zone of God. I want, you to, I want you to be a walking, talking, living demonstration of the divine power of God in heaven on earth in and through you. Praise God. So when I preach, that's how I'm preaching. I, I come in here and you may have a, you, this week may have been beating you down, throwing water on your fire and your fire seemingly get, but I'm here, I've got gasoline. I pray it's jet fuel today. And we throw the jet, woof, and your faith alive. So wait a minute, we got a new week and I've got uh, re, uh, in living, uh, 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 my faith has been rejuvenated and I'm going into this week to appropriate all God has for me. Can't help but get excited because that's such an awesome 
part that you allow me to play and be in your life. So as we study the Word of God, that's why we're studying the Word of God, is that faith might come by us hearing the Word of God and that you may take hold of the promises of God and the power of God this week that you might be that city set upon a hill, that you may be that mighty force, that church that Jesus is building that the gates of hell is not prevailing against, that you're tearing down the gates of hell. You're freeing up folks this week. You're setting them free. You're bringing about deliverance. You're bringing about healing. You're bringing about joy. You're bringing about the peace of God. You're, br- you're holding up the righteousness of God. Folks are repenting and turning from their sin and turning to Jesus and for His forgiveness. Let me tell you what, we all have a part to play in God's great plan. Amen? Amen. Amen. So this morning we're going to look at Matthew chapter 1. This is our goal. Get your faith pumped up. Get your faith encouraged. Get your faith trained so that you can step into all that God has for you. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph... Before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Just know this, when Jesus came to you, it all began with a miracle. And it continues with a miracle. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will be, bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that they might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with a child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and he took to him his wife, and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Father God, we thank you for the reading of your word. We thank you for this this word that is sharper than a double-edged sword. We thank you for your word that is going to bring our faith to a whole new level. So Lord God, we just pray in the name of Jesus that you would speak to us by your Holy Spirit in a mighty way, transforming our lives for your glory as we go and study your word now in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. I know the first thing that some people that need everything balanced, they'll see some in the New Testament has Emmanuel spelt with an E and sometimes it's with an I and you wonder why. Well, in the Old Testament, it's written in Hebrew and when you do a Hebrew translation, you will come with the I uh, spelling and then if you get a Greek from the New Testament translation, you will get the E. So it's just whether it's coming from uh, Hebrew or whether it's coming from Greek, it's the same name, means the same thing. Emmanuel, uh, L, is God, L. So it's, it's God with us or, or the presence of God or his presence with us. It's the presence of God with us. And uh, that's what God said his name shall be called, going back to Isaiah the prophet, as it was prophesied, it will be called Emmanuel which is translated God with us. Now, I want you to note something here, that God always calls us what we are to be. Not what we were, not what we currently are right now, but what we are to be. Somebody rejoice in that. 
That God, you're not limited by where you're at right now. You're not limited by what you've been through. God is speaking to what He wants to do in your today and going forward. So He calls us what we are to be. Some of us were called a lot of things growing up, and I probably wouldn't give you a microphone because some of the words we wouldn't want to say in the house of God. But, you know, some of us may have been called a loser, a square, a nerd, or lame, or stupid, or a failure. Uh, or, you know, names could go on and on, things that, that we've heard that we've been called. But it's not what man calls you that determines your future. Please hear me. It's not what man calls you that determines your future, that determines your outcome in life, that determines your destiny. Rather, it's what God calls you. And you need to wake up to that today. It's what, what are you calling me to do, God? What have you called? What have you spoken over my life? See, the interesting thing about God is that He never called anyone in the Bible by what they were at the time He called them. When He came to Jeremiah and called him a prophet, he didn't wait till Jeremiah was a prophet and said, wow, look, I got myself a prophet here. No, he came to a 14-year-old and he told him that you're going to be a prophet to the nations. And God tells this 14-year-old, before you were even in your mother's womb, I, that's when I called you to be a prophet to the nation. Before you were in your mother's womb, while you were yet substance in my presence, I deemed you with purpose looking for a body. Before you ever found the body to be born in, I've called you a prophet. We need to hear that today, that, that we need to get our minds renewed by what God calls us. I'm telling you, it's so easy to let what man has said over you uh, be the loud voice in your ear, but you need to rebuke that, resist that. The devil is a liar, and you need to say, what has God said about me? He didn't call Abraham a father of a multitude of nations when Abraham had kids. When Abraham's got a thousand kids around him, he said, look, I've called you to be a father of the multitude of nations. That's not when he did it. It was before he ever had a kid that he called him the father of the multitude of nations. And God didn't call Moses to be a deliverer when Moses had delivered the children of Israel out of Egypt. No, he went to Moses before while he was hiding as a coward in the wilderness and still a stutterer. He says, you're a deliverer. You're a great deliverer. And God didn't call David a chosen servant of the living God who would be a great king when David was a king. No, David was still a teenager boy tending uh, the sheep, uh, the smelly sheep. And believe you me, after going to Europe this, this summer and spending a lot of time around a lot of sheep, they really do stink, okay? Can you imagine the odor that was on David when God's speaking to him that he's going to be a, a mighty king, anointed to be the king over the nation of God? Come on now. See, God's not going to call you healed when the doctor's report comes out and says, now you're healed. God's going to call you healed while you're still coughing. God's going to call you healed when the pain is still screaming, I'm still here. And you've got to override that, what you're that's speaking to you by what God has spoken to you and say, it's not by what I hear here. It's not by might and it's not by power, but it's by the Spirit of God. And I'm tapping into the voice of God and the Word of God and the declaration of God, and I'm going to declare that over my life. Somebody say amen. amen. You know, I'm telling you, God didn't call you prospered when all your bills are paid and you got money overflowing in your bank account. He's calling you prospered and blessed when you're avoiding the phone, answering the phone because somebody's trying to make a collection from you. See, God always calls a person what they were to become and they became it. Look at it throughout the scripture. Do a Bible study on that. 
He goes to Gideon and there's a man hiding in the wine press, hiding as a coward. He's timid and, and he feels like he's of the smallest nation and he's weak and he can't do anything. And there's all this uh, war going on and all the threats going on and God comes to him hiding there and he says, Gideon, you mighty man of valor. And then we see later on, Gideon is a mighty man of valor leading the army of God. How did that happen? Because God called him what he was to be, not what he was. So you better never limit uh, yourself by, and your, by your current circumstances and your situations. Don't you let them limit you. They've got a voice. I'm not disagreeing with that. And they can have a loud voice. But you by faith say, wait a minute, I've learned to appropriate what God has said, bring what God said into my life over what the world says. See, my circumstances have a voice, but the voice of my circumstances cannot change the word of God. But listen here, the Word of God can change my circumstances. So I'm reaching up to that which can change what's going on in my life and bring to pass what God has said about me. Everything that we live and do in life needs to be uh, overshadowed with what God has said. Hallelujah. In Matthew 1, 23, they shall call His name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Now what I want to, to help you by faith uh, received today is recognizing the presence of the Lord and the power that comes with His presence. There is power in the presence of the Lord. There is power in the presence of the Lord. And I'm going to show you several uh, uh, scriptures where, where God's presence is the power of God was manifest in, in many different ways. And we cannot take the time to go over all those ways, but I'm going to give you several of them this morning in hopes that you would say, wait a minute, that's what God's Word says. That means that's for me, and I'm going to appropriate it. I'm going to take hold of it. That is mine, so that your faith would take hold of it today, and you'll walk out of here walking in the purpose and the destiny that God has for you. Because when God is with us, we have the supernatural divine power of God to manifest in our lives in many different ways. Let me show you through the scripture several of those ways. When the power of God is with us, God with us benefits us by bringing divine prosperity. Divine prosperity. Now, if you want to understand the full definition of divine prosperity and how that uh, is not the, the greed prosperity and it's not mammon and the love of money, uh, but we're not talking about that. We're talking, and all that's been done in a series on our Wednesday nights. Uh, we've been last, I think, three or four Wednesday nights been on the series of uh, prosperity God's way. And, uh, but that's what we're talking about here, divine prosperity, which does include money, not the love of money, but it does include money. Genesis 39, uh, we see uh, Joseph had been uh, taken down to Egypt and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh's captain of the guard, uh, there had bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down as a slave as his brothers had sold him into slavery there. Verse 2, it says, The Lord was with Joseph. The Lord was with him. Now, the whole focus here is to get our faith to see that we're the presence of the Lord. When God's with us, what will happen? For the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian, and his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. 
made everything he did to prosper that was in his hand because the Lord was with him. His circumstances were not ideal. His father had been told he's been murdered. He's dead. The animals have eaten him. His brothers, out of jealousy, uh, have uh, beaten him up and sold him into slavery. And now he is there as a purchased slave in Egypt. But he welcomed the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. The same God that he'd been worshiping in his father's land is the same God he welcomed into his troubled circumstance. And where the presence of the Lord is, there is it brings divine prosperity. Because God was with him, everything he put his hands to prospered. I'm asking you this morning, has life brought you down? Well, the good news is you don't have to stay down. Have circumstances tried to knock you down? The good news is you don't have to stay down. Has the economy been working against you rather than for you? Have bad choices been setting you back rather than promoting you? Have circumstances been all negative rather than positive? I'm here to declare today you're not going to stay there. I'm declaring over you today the word of the Lord and the word of the Lord is where the presence of God is. Where God, When God is with us, He releases or brings the power to get prospered. The power to succeed in an environment where the environment says you cannot succeed because all things are possible with God and all things are possible to him who believes. Hallelujah. I'm declaring, I'm being prophetic today that it's time that you take the word of God over your life and let the word of God change your circumstances rather than you talking about your circumstances which can't change the word of God. You start talking about the word of God and let it change your circumstances. It's time for you to come up and come out of that financial setback where there's never enough. It just never seems to meet ends. There's just always digging out of this. I'm always trying to find it here or find it there. I'm here to tell you, welcome the presence of God and say, God, I know where your presence is. When you were with Joseph, Lord, your hand was upon him to prosper. God, you are with me. I And, and, I, and I receive it and I, I declare that, that because of your presence, there's a power to prosper being released in my life. Hallelujah. See, divine prosperity is not about where you are, but who is with you. See, see, it didn't matter that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown into the fiery furnace. What mattered was who was with them. Because the fourth man was with them, the fire could not destroy them. The fire could not even singe a hair on their head. The fire could not even leave the smell of smoke on them. They did not even smell like the circumstances they came out because of who was with them. Hallelujah. It didn't matter that Daniel was thrown into the lion's den. What didn't matter was who was with him. The creator of those lions was sitting right there saying, you better keep your mouth shut. You better keep your mouth shut. And there's Daniel being delivered through the night because of the hand of God. It's not your circumstances who's with you in and through your circumstance. Hallelujah. And God, this God, let me tell you, when God has called you to prosper, let me tell you what, you're going to prosper. Abraham, he's with Lot, and Lot says, you know, her herdsmen are fighting over the feeding ground. There's not enough uh, grazing uh, land here for all of the blessing we have. we got to split our ways. And Abraham says, well, go where you want to. And Lot says, really? I get first choice? Abraham says, you get first choice. He said, really, uncle? I get first choice? Yes, you 
get first choice. And he's looking, and there's the lush, the green valley going towards uh, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah over there. And he's like, oh, man, that's looking mighty good. There's more uh, grass there and, 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 and water flowing. Man, this is perfect. And he looks over on the other side, and there's rocks, and there's, there's desert, and there's, there's sand, and there's not much grass. And he's like, oh, man, you really let me take the first choice? Abraham said, yeah. He said, okay, I'm going over here. And Abraham had no problem because he knew it wasn't where he was. It was who was going with him where he was. And everywhere Abraham went, the blessing of God on him caused uh, the land to produce what was needed for him to prosper in the way that God had called him to do. And I'm here today to tell you, stop letting your circumstances tell you that this is the only way you can prosper. And if you're here, that's the only way you can promote. You say, in the name of Jesus, I welcome Yashab, the presence of the living God, into my circumstance, into my business, into my life, into my finances. And I know that with His presence comes His blessing to succeed. That's just who God is. God doesn't touch anything and it decay. When God touches something, it lives. It lives unless he curses it and then it deserves the curse. But he's not cursed you. He hung on a tree to get the curse off of you to try to get the blessing on you. Read Galatians 3, 13 and 14 so that you might have the blessing of Abraham on your life, even us the Gentiles. Hallelujah. So it doesn't matter where life drops you off. Oh, I was born in this family. That's why. I was born in this circumstance. That's why. I didn't even have a family. That's why. Let me tell you what. You have the family of God, and you have the presence of God, and you have the love of God. And let me tell you, you can prosper wherever you are if you just by faith usher in the presence of God. I'm telling you, life can drop you off in prison and you can start a prison ministry. Life can drop you off in a hospital and you can get everybody healed and saved in the wing that you're on. Life can put you in the middle of the worst nightmare and that nightmare will turn into your greatest dream of being fulfilled in your life. Don't ever underestimate your situation when God is with you. There is power. There is power in His presence. Hallelujah. And His name is Emmanuel. It is God with us. Hallelujah. We see that God was with Joseph and he prospered. We see also in 1 Samuel 3 and 19, Samuel grew and the Lord was with him. In the Hebrew, it would say because of the Lord's presence or the Lord's presence was, was manifest, so Samuel grew. So here's Samuel growing because the Lord was with him and none of his words would fall to the ground. There's divine growth, supernatural divine growth when you usher in the presence of God. One year from now, I don't want to see you at the same place you're at today. Do you see what I'm saying? I want you to grow spiritually. That's what your pastor wants, but God wants it even more. I want to see you growing in wisdom. I want to see you growing in influence. I want to see you wiser, more humble, more serving, more positioned to help others in, in being a blessing to the world. I want your finances to be even greater than they are now so that you can be a bigger blessing in the advancement of the kingdom of God. I want to see you have greater influence. I want to see growth. I want to see growth. Hallelujah. Because So Samuel grew because the presence of God was with him. Usher in his presence. Prioritize his presence. And there God causes you to grow in wisdom. Grow in stature. Grow in influence. Grow in, in spiritually. And grow in humility. And grow in wisdom. And everything that he has for you. There is power in his presence. Then there's also divine backing. In this same verse of scripture you see. He says because the Lord was with him. None of his words fell to the ground. Because God was with him, God backed every word that Samuel spoke. Wow. How many of you would like 
some divine backing. I mean, I mean, think about it. Think about it. Let's say you're starting a ministry and you're wanting to get this ministry going. You got a great vision for it. And someone says, you know what? I'll back you. I'll back you 100 percent. Let's get this vision manifest. I guarantee you would say, praise God, praise God. Let's start making plans and make it happen. Let's say you had a business idea and uh, you shared it and somebody came along and said, you know what? I love that business idea. I'll back you financially 100 percent. What would you do? You'd say, praise God. Let's make some plans and let's get started. But here's God saying, I'll back you up. Not one word that you speak is going to fall. Not one prophecy that aligns up with my word that you declare and decree is going to fall short. For all my promises are yes and amen. So, so why don't we praise God and get started? And get started. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? It's time for you to declare your healing. It's time for you to declare your freedom. It's time for you to declare your deliverance. It's time for you to declare your promotion. It's time. All the promises of God are yes and amen. And God said, I'll back you 100%. If your word lines up with my word, he says, you already got me 100%. Hallelujah. So we see divine backing. Thank God. Make plans. Let's start acting in faith by what God has said. We don't wait till it happens to say thank you. I know in, in society, somebody blesses you with something, then you say thank you. But God says, if you believe me, faith, if you believe me, you've already, re you've already received it. It's already been blessed. It's already there for you. All you got to do is receive it. So why don't we start sending some thank yous to God? Thank you for my healing, even though I'm still coughing. Thank you for my healing, even though I'm still limping. Thank you for my healing, even if I still got pain in my body, because I know by your stripes I'm healed. I'm not going to remain this way. I'm not going out this way. I'm not going to live my life fading out. No! Because there's healing virtue in Christ Jesus. And we can use that for every promise that God has made in His Word. Hallelujah. We also see there's divine wisdom that comes with the presence of God. 1 Samuel 18 and 14, and David behaved wisely in all his ways because the presence of the Lord was with him. Where there is Emmanuel, God with us, there was the release of wisdom in his life. The presence of God produced wisdom. David acted wisely. He had access to divine wisdom beyond his years. And how did he acquire that? From the power of the presence of God. And the good news is we celebrate every year Christmas time and we read the, the Christmas story. His name shall be called Emmanuel, God with us. Why in the world was it so important for God to say, I've got to come among you? Because for 400 years prior to this was the dark ages and there was no voice heard from God and there was darkness all over the land. But God said, I'm not letting what I created go out in, in, in failure. I'm not letting what I created uh, be defeated. No, the devil is a liar. I'm going to, and he prophesied, I'm sending a light. I'm sending my son. I'm sending, I'm coming. I'm coming in presence. And when I get there, things are going to change. I got this word, I think it was yesterday, the tide is turning. The Spirit of the Lord said, the tide is turning. And they had 400 years of darkness, but God said, I'm going to turn the tide and I'm going to break forth through that dark night, a bright light. And I'm going to not only bring a bright light, but I'm going to bring my presence into this world. And we're going to turn what the devil meant for evil for good hallelujah i'm here to declare to you today your tide is turning you're bringing and ushering in the presence of god and the presence of god will bring divine wisdom into your life 
Hallelujah. See, the Lord is not any less with you today than he was with David or Samuel or Abraham. Actually, the New Testament teaches us he is more with us because he was with them, but now he abides in us. Hallelujah. So we need to, to start tapping into the wisdom of God. We need, to, we need to recognize that we have wisdom. There may be circumstances and situations you're in and you've been trying to figure it out. You've been trying to figure it out. You've been asking counsel of others, you know, should I do this shit? What should I do? And others have been saying, well, I'd turn left. Somebody else said, I'd turn right. Somebody else says, I wouldn't move at all. And somebody said, I'd go straight. Somebody said, I'd back up. Somebody says, I would just take a rocket and go into outer space, you know. And you're like, oh, my, my. Let me tell you what, there's divine wisdom. God will speak to you. God will show you supernaturally what you need to do. But you need His presence. You need His presence. You've got to welcome His presence. You've got to celebrate His presence. You've got to embrace Him. You've got to love on Him. You've got to, you've got to, you've got to enjoy His presence with you. Also, we see out of that, uh, uh, in the in, in same uh, book, but 2 Samuel, we see divine dominion comes as well. David went on and became great, and the Lord God of hosts was with him. He became great, okay? But I, I want us to see here, uh, he went on. Divine dominion, and it comes from this Greek word halak, means to move forward, to move ahead, to conquer more, to claim more, uh, to move from glory to glory and faith to faith. So with the presence of God, he helps us move on. Conquer more. Claim more. Somebody needs a word, this word right now. You've been stuck. You've been stuck. That, that abandonment, that, that bruising of your heart, that lie, that betrayal, that physical pain, that financial loss, that crazy, crazy, crazy house you grew up in. Maybe it was even a group home. I don't know. But I'm just, here to, I'm just hearing the Lord say, there's been arrested development. You're not where I've created you to be. You've let the circumstances retard, hold you back, hold you back, arrest you. And, and with my presence, I'm freeing you up to move on. Maybe it was a loss, a loss, a death. I, I'm, I'm just sensing something. That, that broke you, hurt you, weighed upon you, has been holding you back from being all God has created you to be. And God says, I want you to know I'm releasing you. I, I'm empowering you to move on. David went on. He went on because the presence of the Lord was with him. And in that same verse, we see that he also received divine influence. Divine influence. He became great. And that became great comes from a Hebrew word, gadol, which means to increase in influence. Not for somebody to just come and praise you and say, well, how great you are. No, it means to increase in influence, to have a greater volume. It's what it says. It, the picture of it is, is turning up the volume, a, a greater volume or a greater sound or having a greater voice and being heard. It means greater influence. Somebody needs to receive that right now. Maybe it's been your heart's desire 
to be heard by your family, to be heard by your loved ones, to be heard by your colleagues, to be heard by your partners, to be heard by uh, the world, you, uh, to have a greater influence. That's been your desire. That, I'm here to tell you today, the Word of God for you is this, that if you will celebrate the presence of God with His presence, because His presence is there, He causes you to become great or uh, God all to have greater influence or a greater voice. I, I'm, I'm sending you into the rest of this year and the new year. I'm sending you in with that word that you're going to have a greater voice, that you're going to be heard more. You're going to be heard by your loved ones. You're going to be heard by those that you care about. Though You'll be heard by those you've been trying to reach. You're going to be heard by the world. You're turning up the volume. Not that you're screaming, but you're the greater influence. You, you're going to become great. There's going to be a, a, a gadol. There's a greater influence. Your life is going to touch more people's lives. Hallelujah. As you celebrate the presence of the Lord. Glory to God. Then we see in Acts 18, 9 and 10 that there is divine protection that comes with the presence of the Lord. Now the Lord spoke to Paul in a night of a, uh, by a vision. Do not be afraid. But I need you to speak and do not keep silent. For I am with you. The presence of the Lord is there. I am with you. And because I am with you, no one will attack you to hurt you. I have more people in this city. God says, I got more for you than the enemy has against you. Somebody's blinders need to be opened and removed right now. You're like the servant of Elijah who said, look at the enemy. They're encamped around us. What are we going to do? And Elisha prays, oh God, open his eyes. And when he prayed that, the servant's eyes were opened up and he saw the mountains covered with chariots and angels and forces of, of the heavenly host. And he says, wow, there's more for us than there is against us. I pray your eyes would be opened up right now and you would not operate in fear anymore, but you would re realize that if God be for you, who can be against you? For greater is he who is in you than he was in the world. He's given you authority over all the power of the enemy and you by no means shall be hurt by the enemy. It's time for you to come up out of fear and step into the call of God. Step into the purpose of God. Step into the destiny of God. Be the man or the woman of God of your house with great love and great joy and with great, uh, you might would say, encouragement to do everything God's called you to do, knowing that God will protect you. Hallelujah. The presence of God. I meet too many people living beneath their blessings and living beneath their promises that God has made over their life uh, because they don't have the knowledge of this truth. But let me tell you what, God is with us. This Christmas season reminds the whole world all, again, all over again, God said, let it be known. Let it be recorded by the prophet. Let it be recorded in the New Testament. Uh, uh, quoting what the prophet said, being fulfilled. His name is called Emmanuel because translated that means God is with us. God says, you need my presence. You need my presence so that with my presence comes great power. And one of those is for divine protection. Praise God. Hallelujah. When you know that God is with you, you can walk through the fire and not be burned. It's time. Some of you have been standing outside of a furnace and saying, if i got to walk through that fire, then maybe this isn't of God. God says, wait a minute. If I've called you and it's, your destiny is through that fire, you're not going to get burned. You're not going to get burned. You can walk through the recession and not be moved. You can walk through a job change and not be delivered over to fear. You can go through a quiet season and know that God is still with you. Because God is with me whether I feel it or not somebody slap your flesh and say stop ruling 
I'm not going to live by my feelings. I'm going to live by faith. I'm not going to walk by sight. I'm going to walk by faith. I'm glad you are here and you got a part in my life, but you are not to rule and reign and you're not to make the decision. I don't make decisions by flesh. I make decisions by faith. Hallelujah. And when we have this uh, knowledge, it gives us confidence, according to Hebrews 10.35, that says it brings a great reward. God has a great reward when we walk by faith, when we talk by faith, when we live by faith. Hallelujah. So be confident of this, Emmanuel. God is with you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He will be with you until the end of the age. So stop living in your power and start living in His power. Hallelujah. Stop living in your power and start living in His power. Amen? Hallelujah. Then we find in 2 Chronicles 1 and 1, His presence brings divine promotion. Now Solomon, the son of David, was strengthened in his kingdom, and the Lord his God was with him. There it is again. Because of the presence of God, it says it exalted him exceedingly. When you know that God is with you, you're not going to stay at the same level that you're at now. God made Solomon a king, one of the greatest kings who would ever live. And how, why did he do it? Because the Lord was with him. It's right there in verse 1 and 1. It's right there. You've you got you to know that he is with us. You've got to know that. I know we don't deserve it. The devil will say you don't deserve it. Agree, agree quickly with thine adversary. Yep, you're right, devil. I don't deserve it. You can't earn it, right, devil? I can't earn it. You know, you may not even believe you're worth it, but you say, I'm working on my believer. I'm turning that thing around. I have my mind renewed by the word of God because God believes I'm worth it. Because God believes I'm worth it. He is with me, so I'm going to prosper. I'm going to promote. I'm going to go to the next level. I'm a blessed man. I'm a blessed woman. I'm a healed man. I'm a healed woman. I'm an influential man. I'm an influential woman. I'm a powerful man. I'm a powerful woman. Declare it. Declare it in Christ to advance His kingdom and His glory and to lift up His name and to, and to make His name uh, worthy of praise. Amen? And then let me tell you what. When his, Emmanuel, when God is with us, also brings divine miracles, the power for divine miracles. I've seen God work some amazing miracles. God is still a miracle-working God. Don't you let any preacher, if a preacher tells you that, say, call it Beelzebub. Just to say, you Beelzebub. No, 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 no. you got to be nice. got to be nice. But I just say, I don't receive that. I don't receive that. Well, miracles ceased 2,000 years ago. Really? Really? How did I see the right hand of God come through my roof of my car and save my life at 17? When, you know, how did that happen? And then I could go on and list the 10,000 other things that I've seen with my own eyes over the 30-some years of serving Him. God is a miracle-working God. Hallelujah! But if you don't believe that, you won't ever appropriate by faith what God has for you. You go to a church, they preach on salvation, you see people saved. If they preach on salvation and deliverance, you'll see people saved and delivered. They preach on salvation, baptism, and deliverance, you'll see people getting saved, baptized, and delivered. You see them preach on salvation, baptism, deliverance, and healing, you'll see people getting saved, baptized, delivered, and, and, and healed, okay? What, whatever, if it's the Word of God... And the Word of God is being preached. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So it has to be the Word of God. Then that causes your faith to appropriate, reach in and take hold of what Jesus has provided for you. And one thing His presence brings to us is divine miracles. Miracles. Do you need a miracle? 
Let me tell you what, God's arm is not short that it cannot save. I'm telling you today that the heart of God wants to see the manifest of His presence and power in your life more than you want to see it. But you've got to appropriate it by faith. You've got to believe to receive. Hallelujah. He says that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good, doing all these miracles. I mean, just the whole New Testament Gospels is filled with Jesus doing miracles. It's more about His miracles than anything. Doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with Him. Hallelujah. Let me tell you what. Jesus says it is important that I go to the Father. You know, He came, He lived, but then He died. But on the third day, He rose again. And they wanted to hold on to Him for 40 days. They're holding on to Him. He says, no, no, no. i got to go to the Father. Because if I go to the Father, He says, I'm going to send my Holy Spirit. And let me tell you what you've seen me do. You're going to do it, but you're going to do even greater things than I've done because, of the, because my presence will not only be with you, but will be in you. So you need to tarry in Jerusalem until you're endued from on high with power. When did the power come? When the Holy Spirit came, which is the presence of God. There's power with the presence of God. We need to celebrate the presence of God. We need to love on the presence of God. We need to prioritize the presence of God. Hallelujah. You need a miracle? The miracle's already made. It's already done. Just receive it. Receive it in Jesus' name. And then there's divine healing in that same verse of Scripture. Jesus worked these divine miracles and divine healing because God was with him. And now he says, after you receive the Holy Spirit, he said, what are you going to do? You'll lay hands on the sick and they will what? They shall recover, right? You'll cast out demons. You cast out devils. He says, no, I'm telling you. He says, I give you authority over all the power of the enemy. You trample underfoot like scorpions and serpents. The enemy, he's under your feet. And he by no means shall harm you. Let me tell you why God with us wants to do these 10 things and so much more if we will prioritize and celebrate His presence. So do you need some prosperity? you need some divine growth and backing and wisdom? And do you need some dominion and influence, protection and promotion? you need miracles or healing in your life? I'm telling you what, celebrate Emmanuel. God is with us. So here's... Here's three quick action steps I want you to walk out of here with today. As we walk out of here, number one, value His presence. I prioritize His presence. I've been saying that over and over. The Bible says in, in uh, uh, Psalms that God inhabits the praises of His people. That word inhabits, I've, I've shared this teaching a thousand times. Yashab is the Hebrew word, which means He moves in with covenant provision and covenant commitment. Now, covenant means like a marriage covenant. When you get married and everything that is... See, you get married, everything that's one, when you get married, it all comes together. It's what mine is yours, and what's yours is mine. So he brings in the healing to take away your sickness. He brings in prosperity to take away your poverty. He brings in joy to take away your sorrow. He brings in promotion to take away your demotion. He brings in blessing to take away your curses. I mean, it's, it's over and over and over, but he says he inhabits the praises of his people. What we need is a habitation of God, not a visitation of God. The flesh likes a visitation of God because, whoa, it feels so good. Whoa, glory, 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 glory. Whoa, 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 whoa. It feels so good. And, and there's nothing wrong with a visitation. 
But if that's all you got, you're running from you're running from goosebump to goosebump. Where's the next goosebump? Where's the oh, there's a conference over here. Maybe they got a goosebump. I mean, they got a fire tunnel over here. Maybe in that fire tunnel, I'll get on fire. You know, you know. Well, let me tell you why. You need a habitation to where you can walk in the midst of a fiery furnace when everything is coming against you, and you say, "I'm not gonna bow." I'm not bowing to this world. I'm not bowing to fear. I'm not bowing to unrighteousness. I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to tell the truth even if it hurts because the truth is what the Lord would have me say. I'm going to act in righteousness. I'm going to be a man or woman of integrity. I'm going to honor my word whether it costs me or not because I'm, I'm faced with the fire, but I have the presence of God. I have the habitation of God and He's going to get me through this without a hair being singed and smoke on my clothes and I'm not going to get burned. I may go through the water, but I will not drown. That flood's not taking me out that fire is not taking me out because I have a habitation I I worship God I welcome God I celebrate God I prioritize his presence now you wouldn't think that needs to be said during the Christmas season because it's all about Jesus right supposed to be but I'm kind of like tongue-in-cheek here you know if you're not careful, it's more about a tree. It's more about a stocking. It's more about a snowman. It's more about, you know, shopping. It's more about a gift. And whether it's wrapped just right, it's what. Come on now. We have to prioritize His presence. I've seen people go through Christmas and never even think about the Lord. They're so busy and stressed. I talked to someone this week and they said, I'm so stressed. I just wish this would get over. I said, What? This Christmas stuff. I just wish it'd get over. I family coming in. I had to buy 50 gifts and four things, kids and that and this and that. I, I said, why do you do it if you hate it so? I, 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 somebody gave me $200 and said, here's your gift. Now, you got a class of 50 kids. Take it and buy all of them. 50 kids, uh, the gifts. And they're like, well, it cost me more than I ended up, you know, spent, uh, uh, getting. This is a bad deal. Went, wow. Prioritize his presence. Not presence, but presence. <laughs> Moses told God, when God says it's time to come up out of Egypt here, he says, God, if your presence doesn't go with us, don't we ain't going nowhere. <laughs> you need to have that mindset. Lord, if your presence isn't going, if this is somewhere you're not going to go, I'm not going. If you're not going, I'm not going. And that'll help you make some decisions because there's some places we go that we shouldn't be going. Do you hear what I'm saying? A lot of the trouble we get in is because we're where we shouldn't have been altogether. Wrong place at the wrong time. No, you had a choice to be there. Prioritize this presence. Secondly, receive the Holy Spirit in your life daily. Jesus said, and I will pray the Father and He will give you another helper, comforter. He will abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because the world neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you know Him. For He dwells with you and will be in you. Hallelujah. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. He's already sent His Holy Spirit. You just have to receive Him. Well, I received him when I got saved. Really? I'm looking for the fruit. Isn't there the fruit of the Spirit? There's gifts of the Spirit, and there's fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is not something you, you know, faithfulness and goodness and self-control. That's not you. Your flesh proved it couldn't do that. 
How's your self-control if I push your button just right? Yeah, you got those people that can push your button. They, you know, you, your button may be so tiny, like one of those resets on a Wi-Fi router or whatever. You got to almost get a magnifying glass to find it, you know. But there's people who know, and they can, even without coming close to you, just words, they can, they can punch your little button and get you acting like the devil, get you thinking like the devil, Make you, get you doing embarrassing things. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Huh, yeah. So you can't, I don't care how strong you try to be, you don't have self-control. You don't have goodness. You don't have love. You don't have faithfulness, patience. It's the fruit of the Spirit. It's the evidence of the Holy Spirit manifesting Himself. He manifests the self-control, isn't it? It's the fruit of the Spirit. He's the one that manifests self-control. He's the one that manifests love. He's the one that manifests the joy. He's the one that manifests patience. Right? So we need Him. We need Him. We need to receive the Holy Spirit. Oh, I got the Holy Ghost when I got saved. Yeah, I did. Where's your joy? Uh, joy! <laughs> Come on. And then finally, go forward. Go forward doing God's will. Don't let this all be a sermon in your head. Don't all let, let it be a conversation for you to roast me over lunch. You know, do it. Be doers of the word. Jesus said, all authority in heaven and earth, it's been given to me and I give it to you. So go and make disciples. Go and make a difference. Go forward. Go forward. Advance my kingdom. Go forward. Put it into practice. Put it into practice. So I challenge you today. Will you celebrate, prioritize the presence of God and receive His Holy Spirit and make a commitment that you're going to walk the walk, walk the talk. You're going to walk the walk and walk the talk. Because your talk, your talk walks, your talk talks, and your walk talks, right? And some people's walk talking is different than their talk talking. And that does more harm to the kingdom than it helps. So if your talk talks and your walk talks, but your walk talks louder than your talk talks, we've got to learn to let our walk talk. I don't know if you could ever ask me to say that again, but you get it? Your talk talks, your walk talks, but your walk talks louder than your talk talks. So let's walk the talk. Amen. Let's stand. Would you stand with me, please? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, you gave me three action steps to challenge your people with. I pray right now that they would make these reality in their life just open your heart to the Lord now this is your time of commitment to him a recommitment to him preparation for this upcoming week just have a talk with him right now and just just tell him right now God I, I prioritize your presence Lord I thank you for this message I thank you for faith that comes through your word and I see where your presence is there's power Lord I need your presence I need your power. So, Lord, I prioritize your presence. Emmanuel, God with me. I receive you, Lord. I worship you, Lord God. 
I'm not going to run through my Monday, Tuesday, Saturday and come back here next Sunday having not even prioritized your presence and, and just coming back. Lord, I know you don't want a, week, a weekend visitation with us. You want a weekday habitation. So we prioritize your presence. You tell me if I praise you, you would inhabit my praises. So Lord God, instead of finding fault and being negative, I'm going to find the things to praise you about. I praise you, Lord God, that you brought us this far. I praise you, good God. I praise you, you got good things planned for me. I praise you that you love my family and you want to see them all saved and serving you more than I do. I praise you that you're, I'm on your side, Lord God, and that's the good side. That's the winning side. I praise you that victory is already won. All I got to do is stay in the fight. I want to praise you, Lord God, that, that you've called me to be the head and not the tail and above only and not beneath. And you've called me to live and not die to declare your works, Lord God. So I will live. I'm not going to die. I'm going to live. I'm going to live. So I praise you for my healing. And I, I praise you for divine health as well, Lord God, that's going to keep me whole. I praise you for strength. I praise you for wisdom. I praise you for your anointing. I praise you for your glory, Lord God. Your glory. Let it fill this temple. Let it fill this house. Fill me, Lord God, as I receive you, Holy Spirit. Just tell him, Holy Spirit, I don't want to quench you in any way. I know it grieves you, and I don't want to grieve you, Lord God. I, I want to celebrate you, and I want to bring great joy to you, Holy Spirit. So, Holy Spirit, I'm not quenching you. I'm taking off the chains. I'm taking off the vice grips. I'm taking off the, the bands that have been limiting you. And I'm saying, Holy Spirit, have your way. Fill me afresh and anew. Just ask that in your prayer time right now. Holy Spirit, fill me afresh and anew with your presence and your power. And Lord God, I just feel my feet already starting to vibrate as I know I need to walk this talk. I need to let my walk talk. Oh, there's so many people that need to see your goodness. There's so many people that need to see your joy. There's so many people that needs to see your blessings. There's so many people that need to see your favor. Lord, I'm going to walk it out. I'm going to walk it out. And every negative circumstance I face, I'm just going to stop and I'm going to usher in your presence. And I'm going to watch your presence cause it to melt like wax before me. That I can continue on in the call that you have on my life. Hallelujah. I make my commitment. While we finish up praying, I like our prayer ministers. If you would just come. And as they're coming, if you would like somebody to stand in agreement with you in prayer, they're here to pray with you. So as the prayer ministers are coming, if you need personal prayer, come on. Maybe you're here and you want to have a stand in for someone to be prayed for that couldn't be here today. Come in. Just come up here and let them pray with you for that person. Maybe you want to rededicate your life to Jesus. Come. Maybe you need healing in your body. Come. Maybe, you, maybe there's some sorrow that's been weighing you down. The Bible says the prayer of agreement releases the exponential power of God. So there's exponential power when you have someone agree with you. Just come. Let them pray with you now. Even while I'm speaking, don't, don't hesitate, don't delay. They're here, they're ready to pray with you now. Come, just step out. Say, I need somebody to pray with. I need somebody to stand in agreement with me. I'm not leaving here. I'm going to see that healing. I'm going to see that deliverance. I'm going to see that blessing. And let me tell you what, if you've never embraced Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you need to come. You need to come. Because unless you call on Him, you can't be saved. Unless you come to Jesus, you can't be saved. They'll pray with you. I'm telling you, they'll pray with you. Maybe you, you say there's a blockage and I, I just can't seem to get filled with the Holy Spirit. I can't seem to uh, embrace His presence. Come, they'll help you. They'll help you break through.
they'll help you. These are men and women of faith and men and women of God that'll stand with you in prayer to see heaven come down, to see heaven come down in your life today, those miracles and those healings and deliverance. Hallelujah. Any prayer come? Father, we thank you for those that have come for the prayer of agreement, Lord God. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for the breakthrough. We thank you that the lie of the enemy is going to be exposed and the truth of you, God, will dominate. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord God, for, for each and every one that is here today, Lord. We know that many are here with requests and many are here with needs that are around this altar and even in this congregation and those that are tuned in, Lord God, uh, uh, by way of technology, Lord. Lord, you care about us all. You care about everything, everything that touches our life. And I just pray by the power of your Holy Spirit, you would reach out and you would bring forth the manifest of your glory in everybody's circumstance and in everybody's situation in the name of Jesus, a manifest of your glory, Lord God. Lord, as they prioritize your presence and welcome you, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, and a commitment to walk it out, Lord, come, come to manifest your glory in their life, to manifest your power in their life, to manifest your goodness in and through their lives. Hallelujah. So Lord God, we just lift each and every one up with a need today. And we pray, Lord God, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy will be done in their life, in their family, in their body, in their business, in their school, in that classroom. Let thy will be done in that area as it is in heaven. Let heaven come down. Let heaven come down in the name of Jesus. Let heaven manifest in and through their life, we pray. Lord God, the miracles, let them flow. Let the miracles flow like the river flows. The miracle flow to every person in every situation and every circumstance in the name of Jesus. Let the miracles flow even now. Let your healing flow, Lord God. You said like a tree planted by the rivers and the leaves not withering but giving their fruit in their season. And there would be healing. With the leaves, there's healing for the nations. Lord God, let that healing flow. That leaves never withered. They never withered. The healings for the nations. 24-7. Hallelujah. Let your healing flow. By your stripes, we were healed. By your stripes, we were healed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Have we been redeemed by the precious blood of the Lamb? So let your miracles flow. Lord, if someone needs to know you as, as, as their Lord and Savior, let them embrace you even now. Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, come alongside. Woo, woo them. Bring them to the Father through the Son, Jesus, that they would call on the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord God, that we would surrender our lives unless you are our Lord uh, over all. You're not our Lord at all. That we would surrender everything to you. Maybe we're here today and we've not surrendered everything. God, I pray right now, show us that we should surrender all to you. Every decision, every circumstance, everything in our life, surrender to you, Lord God, to your Lordship, for you are Lord of all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I let your sozo healing and deliverance and promotion and power flow in every cell and every fiber, every relationship, every circumstance known to man. Let it flow, let it flow in the name of Jesus. And now, God, I pray your blessings. Bless this week in a way that is so supernatural and so amazing that every one of us will have to say, to God be the glory. 
To God be the praise. Let your blessings go before us and flow through us to your glory. For it is in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you all.